God bless you as we seek the Lord together for the year 2022. This is STL 22. Blessings to you all in the name of Jesus Christ. I am so ready, okay, to get into this next lesson about Esther. Let's go. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for blessing us with this new day, God. Thank you for this opportunity to seek you in 2022. Thank you for everything you're teaching us and parting into us and affirming in our lives, Lord. We love you. We thank you. It's in the name of Jesus that we do pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. So um, yesterday we said bye Vashti. We said bye to every single circumstance, situation, mindset, person, whatever uh, stronghold that is in place. We said bye because let me tell you something. When my time comes, you're going to have to move. That's it. God is already stirring up things because you do have to go. That wasn't really your place. That wasn't really your seat. Glory to the name of the Lord. And we have to learn how to believe that God actually has more for us. And we have to begin to speak and desire more and pray for more and know that you're not being ungrateful about what you have. And if you feel like you have enough, keep what you got. But I, I want more. And so if that's your mindset where you say, you know what? I do want more. I want more for my family. I want more for myself. I want more for my prayer life. I want more for God from God. This is not it. You know, this is not the woman of God. I want to be, I want to do more. I want to be more. I want to be able to pray longer. I want to be able to have a greater understanding of the word. I'm not satisfied where I'm at. I want more. I don't like living in this neighborhood. I don't want to raise my children under these circumstances or whatever the case may be. I want more. Okay. I want more out of life. I want more for myself. I want more for my income. I want more for this or more for that or whatever it is. Let your request be made known unto God. Thank you, Jesus. And he's able to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. Um, I know talk like that is kind of strange for some people, but don't let it be strange for you. Okay. Cause a lot of the times if you speak low, then that's where you want to stay. You're like, you're confessing that. Well, I don't need no more. I'm not one of those people. Okay. So then don't have any more. Just don't be mad at the saints who have businesses that are successful. Don't be mad at the saints who can go where they want to go and do what they want to. Don't look at people like something wrong with them. Okay. Listen, you have what you want to have. All right. If you feel like, no, I can't go back to school. I'm too old. I can't, you know, get my certification in this. I can't go into this profession. Nobody wants to hear me. You're going to have to start thinking differently or you're not going to be able to make it into your Esther season. Okay. You got to do what you got to do. You got to follow the instructions. So we see that the people, um, Jesus said that the people were taking the kingdom by violence. They wanted something from God. They wanted healing. They needed a miracle. They needed a change and they were willing, whatever they had to do, however they had to humble themselves and lower themselves. They knew that God was able to get them what they needed and what they wanted. If it was by touching the hem of his garment, because I mean, almost getting crushed and stepped upon. And that's what they did. If they had to be ignored by him and keep begging him and calling on him and say, listen, just give me the crumbs. But I know that you have what I need. If they had to uh, reduce themselves down and humble themselves down to that and demonstrate that kind of faith, then that's what they did. If they were in a place where they said, listen, Jesus, I know you have what I want. Just send the word. I don't even need a visitation from you. I don't need you to show up in all your glory in here. Just answer this prayer. That's it. That's it. Just send it to my house. Glory to God. Then that's what we see. Um, they got. Okay. So thank you, Jesus. So we, it's okay for us to go to our father for what we want. When my father was alive, Yes. If I needed something, I called him. Dad, 
I need this. Listen, I'm going to school. I need this for the week or I need that or whatever the case may be. Yes. If I needed something, of course we had regular conversations. We loved each other. We spoke, whatever, all of that. Great. But if I needed something, I knew I can call on my father. And I rebuke that satanic um, mentality that says you can't call on God and ask him for what you need. He's your father. You're his child. He says, how is it that you being evil know how to give your children good things? He says, how much more will your heavenly father um, give you the Holy Spirit? And then there's another um, gospel where he says, give you what you ask for. If you ask for an egg, I'm not going to give you a scorpion. If you ask for a piece of bread, I'm not going to give you a stone. I'm a good father. Y'all know how to do good things for your children and y'all are intrinsically evil. Y'all need me to make you right. And that's, that, that's a struggle for a lot of us, <laughs> um, regulating our behaviors and our attitudes. Come on. We still be thinking about punching people in the face, doing this, doing that. Come on. He says, you're evil and you know how to treat your children good. When they ask you for something, you know how to give them what they ask for. So why is it that I can't give you what you ask for? Why is it that you can't ask me? Ask God. He gives wisdom. He does not abrade it. Ask God. He has everything that you need. And if you're going to get something, you should want it from him. He cares about all of it from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, inside and outside. God cares about all of it. And God has a good future for you. And I'm not going to preach anything else to you. I'm not going to tell you God doesn't have a future for you. He says, I have plans to prosper you um, and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's what God says about you. That's what his word says. Come on. Those are the thoughts that he thinks toward you. Amen. Amen. Esther is a real season. We just have to love God enough to go through the process to get there. And when we get into this Esther season, bye Vashti. Okay. We said bye. Okay. Bye to those situations, those people, those relationships, those things that's trying to take my place, trying to steal my time and all that other. Bye. When God is ready to promote me, all that stuff has to go. Sis, let him go. Uh, let those friendships go. Let those relationships go. All of that stuff by out of the way. Cause you're in the way of my promotion. You're not even supposed to be there. Go. Come on now. Come on. All right. So, um, here's the, what we would call destiny taking place because God has said that that place belonged to Esther. That place did not belong to Vashti. So God orchestrated circumstances for Vashti to go bye-bye. See you later. You'll never see the king again. You'll never have this spot again. It wasn't yours in the first place. Okay. Um, thank you for keeping the throne warm for me, girl. Bye. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. And so now chapter two, what happens? This is destiny happening. This is destiny. Chapter two, verse two in the book of Esther. It says, then said the king's servants that ministered unto him, the ones who served him, let there be fair young virgins sought for the king. So they see that Ahasuerus after um, losing his queen, you know, he may have concubines, but he missed his queen and they saw it. And his servant said, um, let us look for some beautiful young virgins for you. Okay. And let the king appoint officers in all the provinces of his kingdom that they may gather together all the fair young virgins unto Shushan, the palace, um, to the house of the woman unto the custody of Hagi, uh, the king's chamberlain keeper of the woman, of, of the women, excuse me, and let their things for purification be given them. 
Check this out, y'all. This king, Ahasuerus, Esther chapter 1, verse 1, tells us that this king reigned from India to Ethiopia over 127 provinces. They said, appoint officers in 127 different provinces all the way from India. All the, so he said all the way from parts of Asia. If I, uh, okay. All the way into Africa. When I said yesterday, when God is ready to bless you and promote you, he will look over every single other person. So we're talking about 127 provinces all the way from the continent of Asia, all the way into Africa. Every beautiful virgin there is send officers to get them, to gather them. Don't matter if they think they're ready. Don't matter. Oh, no. Take them women from all these places. Listen, let me tell you something. It doesn't matter how many other people are qualified for the position. It does not matter how many other people want the position. It does not matter how many people are going to be presented before this. Let me, can I talk to y'all who want to be married too, real quick? Can I just talk to them, everybody? You know what I'm saying? I try, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me say something to them real quick. Let me tell you something. It does not matter who they are, how they look, what their measurements are. None of those things matter. What kind of family they come from, how much money they have, how many businesses they have. None of those things matter. It doesn't matter if they're royalty themselves. It don't matter how they were raised up. Whoever God says you belong to, honey, she could come switching past. She could come preaching past. She can come praying past, speaking. Into, she can have all the anointing, all that stuff. She still has to move because it's not her place, not her place. Whatever God has for you. Now let's just flip it to all of us. Okay. It can be thousands of people going for that same thing, wanting that same thing, preparing for that same thing. But if it's yours, they can't have it. If it's yours, the favor for it will rest upon you. If it's yours, the grace for it will rest upon you, not them. 127 provinces. Young, beautiful virgins from all of these places. One person will be chosen. And it was Esther. Why? Because Jesus says so. Yep, she was the orphan. Yep, she had the bad upbringing. Yes, she had the unfortunate circumstances. Yes, she was rejected. She was left and all that stuff. Yes, all of that. But when God has his hand upon your life, it doesn't matter what your upbringing is. It doesn't matter how many people are trying to take your spot. It doesn't matter how many people seem like they're more qualified than you are. When God says it's you, it's you. If that ministry is for you, it's for you. If that promotion is for you, it's for you. If that anointing is for you, it's for you. Nobody else can have it. Doesn't matter what kind of warfare, witchcraft, whatever comes against you. It doesn't matter. It's yours and nobody can take it because God gave it to you. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's say thank you, Jesus, that your future is secure as long as you stay obedient and follow your processes. Thank you, Jesus. Say, help me to stay obedient so I can make it into my Esther season. Thank you, Jesus, for letting me know I didn't miss nothing. I didn't lose no time. 
Everybody's going to have to move out of the way when it's time for me to step into my promotion and my new status with my new name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What's that song? What God has for me, it is for me. Period. Who is it? The Mississippi Mass Choir it is? Y'all listen to it. What's that? Um, Listen to the, the live version where they are uh, all up on the stage. Listen to that. What God has for you, it is for you. Period. It doesn't matter. What? I know without a doubt that he will bring me out because what God has for me, it is for me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right. Whatever he has for you, whatever it is, it's for you. It doesn't matter who's qualified for it. It doesn't matter who wants it. it. doesn't matter who's in line before you. Esther didn't go first. If it's yours, when your time comes, you're going to have it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We need to thank him for that. Thank you, Jesus, for securing our spot. There's another song. It's called God by Joanne Rosario Condry. And I know I, I have it on various playlists because I love the song. But there's a, a, um, a verse in that verse. She says, um, through my transition, you held my position. Oh, God, you are my God. Come on. God of decisions, creator of answers. Thou who ordained my way. And then she says, through my transition, you held my position. Oh God, you are my God. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter what kind of transition you're going through, what kind of issues this you're struggling with, what kind of um, setup you have going on right now, what you're attempting to overcome. God will hold your position for you as you're transitioning from season to season. He is powerful enough to do that. Y'all understand that, right? That nobody can take what God has for you. Through your transitions, your seasons of transition, God will hold your spot down. Everything else and everybody else will have to move out the way for what God has for you. Because it's for you. This seat was for her. It doesn't matter if it came about with thousands of women having to be called and beckoned to the kingdom. It was for her. So if that's how God positioned it and presented her, then that's fine. But it was still for her. No one else could take it. No one else could have it. <sighs> Esther chapter two. Come on. Let's get into this because this is a huge part of the Esther season. And this is why a lot of us sometimes don't realize we're in the Esther season, but we have to be sensitive because there's a couple of things which take place. Go with me to Esther two and 12. It says, now when every maid's turn was come to go into King Ahasuerus, after that she had been 12 months according to the manner of the women, for so were the days of their purification. The days of their purification were 12 months accomplished. Um, to wit, six months with oil of myrrh and six months with sweet odors and with other things for the purifying of the women. Let's, let's just pause right there. Thank you, Jesus. Go with me up to verse nine. And the maiden speaking of Esther pleased him talking about, um, Haggai or, uh, Haggai, Haggai, Haggai. Hey, okay. Let me not. Cause y'all know I will just turn that into like a whole science equation. And the maiden pleased him and she obtained kindness of him. And he speedily gave her her things for purification. 
with such things as belonged to her and seven maidens which were meet to be given her out of the king's house and he preferred her and her maids to the best place of the house of the women let me tell y'all something about the things that he gave her okay so he moved quick she had favor so things begin to move quickly for her thank you jesus now she was given the things that she needed for her purification let's pause right here and I want to tell you, Esther was put on a plant-based diet. Do y'all hear me? Esther was put on a plant-based diet. Now, we spoke about this in one of these um, podcast episodes earlier this week. I'm not saying that's doctrine, but y'all know how I feel about that plant-based diet. And I just want to put this out there. That when God is going to do a great move, he does cause his people to fast. And... When we see Daniel fasting, he fasts from meat and he gets this supernatural response. And sometimes God is attempting to change your diet so that you won't just get a supernatural response for a season, but that so that you can actually live in a supernatural response. Do y'all understand? But this takes coming up out of your flesh. God is saying, now, now you ate enough chicken nuggets. I got something a little different for you. We're talking about the purification. Get rid of the flesh. Okay. Again, this is not doctrine. This, I'm not, I'm not saying that you have to do it, but I'm telling you facts about this Esther season. She couldn't eat the way she used to eat you all. She had to eat a plant-based diet. So some people, some Jewish people still now during Purim, they will eat a plant-based diet in honor of Esther and the way she lived in that King's palace to even be able to get them into the position that they are today. To be able to in that favorable position where she allowed them by being placed there by God to actually still be here because God chose her for such a time as that. Okay, glory to the name of the Lord to save his people, to be used to save his people um, and put her in a favorable favorable position where she could do it. Some of them eat a plant based diet during that um, holiday to honor her. Okay, so this was one of the things that came with her things of purification. And God is telling us so many of us this is like I said, this is not going to bear witness with everybody, but God tells so many of us give up the meat. He doesn't tell us how long he wants us to do certain things, but we just have to be obedient enough to do it. Um, listen, there was a time in my life where God told me, stop eating grains, stop eating, you know, those, those carbohydrates and things of that nature. So I wasn't eating rice. I wasn't eating bread. I wasn't eating pasta. None of those things. The most carbohydrates I would have would be like corn and, um, you know, carrots, those things are kind of carby, but you know, those things, but it was no pasta, no grain. So I was making zucchini noodle dishes with some type of mock meat or something. And then guess what? Check this out. God told me now stop eating fruit. Okay. So not only did I have no, no bread, no pasta, no rice, um, no, a whole bunch of stuff, no cakes, none of that stuff. Um, now I couldn't even have an apple. Okay. Any type, any source of sugar, I had to cut it out. So that was no agave, no apples, no bananas, nothing, nothing, natural sugar, um, or cane sugar or whatever. None of it. Okay. God did not tell me how long I was going to do that. I thought that was going to be my life forever. But when he told me to do it, I happily obliged. I did what he told me to do. Okay. He told me to cut it out. I cut it out. Period. That's what he wanted from me. That's what he wanted from me. 
Now, God has things for you. And then after a year of doing that, he told me, okay, now you can, um, what did I start with? I started with a sweet plantain and I had that with like some collard greens. God is trying to position you and get you ready for something special. And he uses, um, sometimes certain types of consecrations from certain foods to do it. Do y'all understand? Now this was several years ago for me, but, um, he uses like, Things that we wouldn't think of and we're thinking in the natural. That's why we can't do it because we're still in our flesh and we feel entitled to have our meat and I'm not her and I'm not them and that, but God himself is telling you, give it up, give it up for me. It may be lifelong. If it is, thank you, Jesus. It may be seasonal. If it is, thank you, Jesus. But if God is telling you to get rid of something in your diet, then do it. Come on now. He's preparing you for a position. This is more than just your plate. This is more than just your food. This is spiritual. This is preparation. You got to get out of your flesh. You have to obey God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm reminded by the Holy Spirit that during that time, I had something. It was some type of, I believe this was like 2016, um, right around the, the end of the summer. And I had a piece of, I don't know if this was really during that time, but I'm being reminded of it. So I'm going to say it. it was like a piece of, um, dark chocolate, but it didn't have any sugar and it. it was horrifying. Okay. I just want to put that out there, but anyway, um, but I'm being reminded. So I just wanted to put that into your whatever. I want to, you know, be completely, completely honest with y'all that don't, let me tell you something about chocolate with no sweetener. It's, it's very, very horrifying. Okay. Very, very bitter. Um, but anyhow, God is attempting to change us. God is attempting to discipline us. God is attempting to give us temperance. Okay. And we still, we can't, we can't see it. You're not ready for the Esther season. If he says, give it up, give it up. It may be for a year. It may be for six months. It may be for the rest of your life. But when you surrender yourself to God and you give your life to him, yes, he gets to control what goes in your mouth and what doesn't go in your mouth. Okay. Amen. Esther was not eating the way she was eating before she got into the palace. Now she had a new diet. Now she had a new way of actually eating. Okay. Y'all want to make that spiritual? You can go ahead, but I'm going to tell you something right now. She had a new natural way of eating as God was positioning her for what he wanted her to do and where he wanted her to be. Thank you, Jesus. That was a part of her purification process. Okay. She had to change her diet. Thank you, Jesus. They said, no, we're going to put you on a plant-based diet. Um, because it, even at that time it was known to have, um, certain benefits. Okay. So, um, yes, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So she had to, according to verse 12, do six months of oil of myrrh, six months of sweet odors and other things for the purifying of the women. So not only does she have this new special diet as she's getting prepared to meet the king, but also she had, um, a, a purification ritual, and this was a Babylonian custom. Okay. That she had to soak or be purified with myrrh. And then she had to spend another, um, six months being purified with sweet odors. And in that time, there were other things given to her for the purifying of those women. 
Okay, so you couldn't just go into the king any old kind of way. You couldn't go to him common. You had to go through a season of purification. Okay, you had to go through a season of purification. That word purification, when it says for so the days, um, for so were the days of their purification, and they were given other things for the purifying and the beautifying of themselves. That word literally means scrub. That word literally means like. Let me see what I have written down here. Where is it? Scraping. There it is. That word literally means scraping and rubbing. All right. So we're going to get into that because in this Esther season, we don't understand that we, before we get to the beautifying part, which is just an improvement of your appearance, we have a spiritual appearance and we have a natural appearance. And as God is preparing us for our Esther season, he will improve both. He will cause you to start, you'll start feeling, you know, God just, he keep telling me to start lifting weights or something to start going to the, you know, God, he keeps telling me to do X, Y, and Z with my hair. I'm trying to figure out why girl do it. Okay. Whatever he's telling you to do, do it because sometimes we get into this, these seasons and we don't understand it. Don't slow it down. Do what he's saying. We all have a smell in the physical, don't we? We smell like something physically. Well, guess what? And it's natural. We all have our own natural scent, natural smell. It's fine. It's the way our bodies are created. Um, but it's the same way in the spirit. And before we get to these places of um, status change and promotion and our new name, we have to go through a spiritual washing and cleansing. We have to go through a spiritual rubbing and scraping. Okay. So what happens when, um, maybe we don't like the way we smell or we want to change the way we smell in the natural realm. We wash, we take our washcloth, we take our, our soap that we use and we scrub all those areas that don't smell so good and that need to be tended to, right? We take care of that and we clean all that funk off. Okay. And we dry off and we put on our clothes that we have washed and our clothes are clean and they don't have no funky smells in them. And we go out and we smell nice and clean and good. Okay. In the realm of the spirit, you have a scent. You have an odor. First of all, we are supposed to be enshrouded in the glory of God. And we're, we should have an incense of prayer around us. But sometimes we have some issues attached to us in the realm of the spirit that make us not smell so good. We have some struggles and some past issues and some challenges that make us not smell as good as we're supposed to smell. And so we have to go through a process of purification so that we can actually smell good in the presence of our God, our King. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. When we're in this Esther season and God is saying, I want to promote you. I want to take you up higher. I want to bring you closer to me. However, you got to go clean first. Go get yourself clean. Go get scraped. There's some stuff that's still on you. Go get rubbed. Okay. So, um, this process of purification and beautification was not just an idea. It wasn't an option. It was a regulation. It was a rule. If you are going to be presented to the King, you have to be purified first. Same thing with us. We want to be deep. We want to be spiritual. We want to be promoted. We want our new name. Guess what? You think you had to go through some stuff in your other seasons. Trust me in this Esther season, a whole year, a whole year of scrubbing, a whole year of scraping, a whole year of being scoured and rubbed a whole year of that. Okay. That's what it takes in the Esther season for you to become purified, for you to become beautified. 
Amen. For you to smell good in the presence of God. So what does that translate to for us before you're presented to the king, before you get this promotion and this status change, when it's time for you to get into your seat, God, he's not going to rush you into it because he needs you to go into that seat prepared and ready for the assignment attached to it. However, he will suddenly call you to prepare for it. So just out of nowhere, you say, man, I just feel like God wants me to start doing X, Y, and Z, or God keeps telling me I should do this, or God keeps telling me to go here. He's telling me I need to get a facial. He's telling me I need to condition my hair more. God is telling me I need to actually care about my look. He's telling me there's something wrong with my clothes. I need to start dressing a little different. Hello, somebody. You know, he's not going to rush you into it, but he's going to make sure that suddenly you start preparing for it. Think about how quickly she got her things for purification. It says he gave her her things for purification speedily. She still had to go through that same year long process, but she got her stuff and began to prepare quickly. Okay. So, um, suddenly you will be called, called to prepare all of a sudden. I feel like God is telling me to do this. I feel like God is telling me to do that. I feel like God is telling me to get rid of this. I feel like God wants me to go shopping here all of a sudden. That's a part of your Esther season. Thank you, Jesus, for the Esther season. So why myrrh? So myrrh is one of those um, resins. It's called an oil. It's one of those resins, though, um, more properly um, understood that is that was used in the ancient world. It's still used today. People still use it in witchcraft. Clearly, people in Babylon, they weren't like saints or anything. They weren't Hebrews. They weren't necessarily worshiping Jesus back then. You know what I'm saying? These people were um, pagans. And um, people who are pagans today, they still take these ritualistic baths for purification. They, they want to change their energy from negative to positive and all that stuff. So they, they soak in these same things that we see being done in Babylon to Esther. It was the process she had to go through, okay, because she had a purpose in this place. So myrrh, and they still bathe in myrrh. Yes, witches still till this day. Yes. Myrrh purifies and banishes away evil according to tradition. So before you went into the king, you had to go through a purification process that took away all those unclean spirits from you, all those evil spirits from you. What does that sound like to you? Deliverance. You go into this Esther season and God will start saying, you need deliverance from that. I need you to stop thinking like that. Stop speaking like that. Stop acting like that. Come on, stop eating like that. Stop dressing like that. I'm trying to prepare you for your promotion. I'm trying to prepare you for your new status. Your mind has to upgrade. Come on now. You are only transformed when your mind is renewed. Be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. Um, myrrh removes parasites. It's an antiseptic and an anti-stringent. It's used to cleanse wounds. Come on, God will call you into healing. He will call you into a place of preservation. Thank you, Jesus. Um, it was also used as an embalming thing um, to preserve the dead. Okay, that's something else that myrrh was used for. Um, and what was recorded as, don't quote me on it because I don't know how true it is, but one of the most expensive odors in the world was balsam. And this is where we see the sweet odors that they had to um, be purified with for six months. It is called balsam. And I'm assuming that's where we get that balsamic from. Okay. And balsam, it heals. Okay. It heals pains. If you have joint pains or whatever kind of issues you have in your body, you soak in balsam or you anoint yourself with that. And it begins to take care of those pains. It begins to heal your wounds. It fights off infections. 
the juice from its leaves it's used to specifically treat snake bites and um if you ingest poison it also treats that too okay and this is what it's used for i believe still to this day Balsam is also used for hair growth. It promotes blood circulation, with, which also promotes hair growth and healthy skin. It repairs nerve damage and it um, regulates an irregular reproductive system. It brings healing to the reproductive system and it's used to bring strength to women as they're going through labor. So what do we see here with these sweet and everything else for their purifying, which is a, a word we already um, spoke about it. It means scraping. It means rubbing. Okay. So, um, we see them being purified with myrrh and balsam. So we see a season, listen to this before she's presented to the King, when she's called to that, that promotion and it's time for her to be prepared. She's chosen and all that stuff. She doesn't know it yet. Okay. She's just doing whatever the officers that came to our house and took her from Mordecai are telling her to do. Mordecai, he pacing back and forth outside of the courts every day, trying to see what's going on with her in there. Cause it was a, they, it, it wasn't their choice. This wasn't a form they filled out. This wasn't American idol. You know what I'm saying? They had to go because that's what the King said. This was the regulation from the palace. And so, um, she, when we see this season, okay, let me just get into that because y'all know me. I can just go. Uh, I, I want to stay here. This myrrh um, and this balsam, it means healing. It means purification. It means a time of tending to issues and wounds. And it means deliverance. When you get into your Esther season, you will find yourself being purified. You will find yourself being healed. You will find that God is taking time to make sure that all those issues and all those struggles and all that evil and all those unclean things are pushed out of the way because you can't take that to the throne. You can't take that into your place of promotion. You can't take that into your new status. You can't bear those things with the name change. So before God puts you in that place, before he places you there, he's going to make sure that he purifies you and perfects you. Thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. You're not going to allow things that I had not gotten over um, yet. Things that I used to struggle with. You're not going to allow those things to follow me into my place of promise, into my place of promotion, and into my place of prosperity. You're going to perfect everything that concerns me and make everything beautiful in its time, just like your word says. Thank you, Jesus, for not allowing my childhood issues to ruin the things that you want me to have as an adult. Thank you, Jesus, for not allowing my insecurities to follow me into this place of promotion that you have for me. Thank you for teaching me that I'm capable. Thank you for taking me through warfare. Thank you for cleansing me from all evil spirits. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for washing me. Thank you for cleansing me. Thank you for scraping it off of me, God. All those things that had attached themselves to me, even though the time it took hurt, even though the times of prayer that I had to get up day and night and I had to dedicate myself, even though that hurt me sometimes, God, some of the things that I had to go through, some of the things that I had to come to terms with, some of the things I had to forgive, even though it hurt me. Thank you, Jesus, because you're preparing me for this place. You want me to have it and you want me to be in the right spirit. You want me to have the wisdom that I need. You want me to know the types of the friendships that I'm supposed to have so that I don't allow fake people around me anymore so that I recognize when people don't really love me. Thank you, Jesus, for this time of purifying. 
Thank you for showing me that there was still lust in me. Thank you for showing me what I was still capable of. Thank you, Jesus, for showing me that I was still struggling with, with addiction and with low self-esteem. Thank you, Jesus, for not allowing me to go into the place of promise with those old issues. Thank you for showing me, God, that I still had the capacity to be bitter. Thank you for showing me that I still had the capacity to be unappreciative. Thank you for showing me that I still had the capacity to be lazy. And thank you for dealing with those things and helping me so that when I get to the place of promise, I don't ruin it, but I handle it the right way. I walk into that place with the dignity and the class in the sanctification, in the holiness, in the prudence, in the piety that I'm supposed to have. I walk into that place purified because you've taken me through this process. I didn't know why I had to go through all that I've gone through. I didn't know why that I needed all the deliverance that I needed, but now I get it. Thank you for purifying me. Thank you for cleansing me. Thank you for healing my wounds. Thank you for taking the time to tend to my vineyard. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And if you don't know what I mean by tending to the vineyard, then please go and watch Pursue God, which is on YouTube. Thank you, Jesus. So these um, preparations for the beautifying, for the improvement of who you are, it's scraping, it's rubbing, it's bathing with a type of detergent. It's cleansing. And this detergent, guess what? This scraping and all that stuff is supposed to clean you and brighten you. Okay? So they're scrubbing these women every day. Every day, Esther is getting scrubbed. Come on now. Every day, she's getting scraped. Every day, things and layers, <clears throat> excuse me, are being peeled off of her. Things and layers peeled off of her, scraped off of her every single day. Okay, to make her brighter so that you can see the light in her when she gets into that position. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Some of those scrubbing materials were abrasive. Imagine Brillo pad on you because they say, no, we need new skin. We need the your skin to be the softest and the most pure. We're getting all the way, all that stuff that's on those, those layers. We're taking them off. We're going to take a whole year doing it. And we're going to pour these oils on you. We're going to pour this resin on you. We're going to anoint you with these things so that when the time comes, you are the best you possible. So I want you to be encouraged through your purification process that God is just perfecting you. That's all. He's not trying to hurt you. Nothing is delayed. You have to go through your process of purification so that you can handle your blessings the right way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I love the book of Esther. We are going to continue on with the book of Esther, um, but that is it for us today. I pray that it resonates with you in the name of Jesus Christ. I love you. God bless you in the various seasons you find yourself in. Just obey God and do what he's telling you to do. Okay. I'm telling you, it's going to be glorious. And that status, when you get it, that name change, it won't change. You're going to keep that place. You're going to stay there. You ain't going to have to do all that moving no more. God has a place for you. He has a seat for you. Hallelujah. You're not going to have to do all that wondering anymore. And all those seasons that led up to this place is going to keep you praying the way you always prayed. It's going to keep you sowing the way you've learned to sow. It's going to keep you serving the way you love to serve. Hallelujah. Even in that place. And now when you do it, you won't do it with rejection. You won't do it with hurt. You won't do it with pain. Hallelujah. You'll do it purified from 
the heart because God prepared you. He taught you. He imparted into you and you followed your processes to this place. Hallelujah. God, we thank you so much for your manifold wisdom. We thank you for what you revealed to us by your word. Thank you for calling us up higher. Thank you for telling us that there's more for us. Thank you for revealing to us the process and the situations that we'll find ourselves in. Thank you, Lord, for not allowing us to be ignorant concerning these things. You are great. You are good. You are our master. We serve you. We live for you. We need to hear more from you, God. And um, just continue to kindle up the fire of the Holy Spirit within us to be zealous. Hallelujah. To do that, which you have called us to whatever changes you want us to make, whether it be diet, physical changes, spiritual changes, um, geographical changes, whatever it is, um, relational changes, whatever those things are, God help us to do it because we want everything you have for us and we want it without delay. Thank you, Jesus. We don't want to hold our own selves up. God, when you're making the way plain for us and the path straight for us, our minds are not ready. God, help our minds to be ready for all those blessings that you have ordained and sanctioned for us. Thank you for our seat. Thank you. No one else can have it. Thank you for our things and our blessings and our virtue. Thank you that every thief is going to have to restore whatever was stolen sevenfold. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen.